Little Caesars Hot and Ready Pizza. Walk in, walk out. Hot and ready, Pick up a large, freshly made, hot and ready pepperoni pizza for only five bucks. No need to call ahead. It's hot and ready all day, every day. Nobody gives you fresh, hot pizza faster than Little Caesar. It's hot and ready. I'm okay. Pizza, pizza. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Ashley. And this is Second Chance, a moped podcast. Hey, Ashley, how's your moped week going? You know, it's not going so bad. Uh, did you maybe get a new bike I heard a rumor about? Yeah, a yellow motorbicane that was one of my uh, one of my boyfriend's bikes. And, living, uh, that, living that best life you talked about. Yeah, but uh, now now it's my bike, so I need to get it running. Um, that out. You know how I feel about yellow bikes. I'm going to... I'm gonna, Give in to the wave, yellow. Ashley. I'm gonna give into it. Everybody gives me shit about having only yellow bikes. I have a blue bike, but I just like yellow. Okay. And then when you, I see a yellow bike, it kind of itches me. So I kind of want that motorbike now. We'll have to we'll have to talk about that maybe someday. Um, One of us. <laughs> um. Yeah, got your spacers. I got all the numbers. I just gotta take it to the lathe and cut them all. Um, yeah. So you'll have a bike. You'll have a bike back. Yay! Maybe, yeah. for, maybe for a ride this weekend. This Possibly, weekend. I might go down to Kansas City. We'll see. We'll oh yeah, see. that's right. That's this weekend. Yeah, and it kind of it hinges on a, two major things: what the weather's doing, and if a friend of mine is available to have dinner one of those nights. Um, you're. Yeah, Ashley's hungry, I take it, because I can hear you eating. Crunch, crunch. I miss Marie so much. Marie is such a nice soul. Like, you know, like everybody in this world, I have stuck my foot in my mouth with her, and she forgave me, and that's what's awesome. Um, I owe her a Polini um, bail bag shit. <laughs> I got to go down just for that. It looks like our guest is coming in. Um, hello. Hey, guys. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, well, my dog decided to introduce herself. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, Elise uh, from um, the Hot and Ready from Chicago. Awesome, awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love the pizza. I eat it a lot. <laughs> what about the deep dish pizza? Uh, I, you know, I'm a hand-tossed guy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, I hate thin crust. Deep dish is okay every now and again, um, but I'm, I'm a hand toss guy. How about you, Ashley? Stuffed crust all the way. Ashley's eating right now. <laughs> well, you know, believe it or not, yeah, we don't always eat deep dish despite what the rumors may be out there. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, for it, For everybody who doesn't know, this is a... It's Elise, correct? Yeah. I always screw up names right away for some reason because I get the anxiety gets going and I just want to be a good host and then <laughs> I forget names. So I got to write it down. I got I got my little notepads that nobody in the podcast land can see. But every once in a while you can hear me scribble it on. Um, so, Elise, I 
You kept popping up on my suggested friends list for on Facebook and Instagram about a month ago, and I don't know why, but it just happened <laughs> that way. And then I saw, then like everybody else on Instagram, we have to look through the pictures to see if you're a legit moped person. And then I noticed a few things about you, and I'm like, hey, that's rad. I bet you we know some mutual people, blah, blah, blah. And I just reached out to you, and then like disasters happened. You know, you had flooding in Chicago. We had rioting in freaking St. Paul and Minneapolis and our timelines just in heck up. Yeah. And finally we're able to get you on. Yeah. Um, so generally, <laughs> generally what we do here is um, what happened. First time you saw a moped, first time you rode a moped. So, you know, what happened, what it was like, you know, kind of your middle part of your moped journey and what it's like today. Just exactly that. So why don't you go ahead and tell us, um, what was the very first time you remember seeing a moped? Not necessarily getting on, yeah. but seeing a moped. Yeah. Um, let me see. I know that I, I joined the Honda Riders in 2010, so it must have been a few years prior to that. Um, <clears throat> so a friend of mine, uh, he had one. Uh, we had a bunch of mutual friends, and... There was this really uh, a club that's closed down now called Funky Buddha Lounge. Um, <clears throat> and actually, it's uh, Nigel from uh, Petty Cash, you know, knew he had a bike and knew Moped Army existed and all that. I didn't really care about any of that. I just really liked the bike because I always worked downtown in the loop. And I always thought it was something really easy to get to work and back without taking the train or the bus. Uh, and I think to avoid... Okay, do you know what bike that was? Uh, yeah, he always rode a Tomo Sprint. But my first bike was the HS50, which I got a couple of years later. It was a red HS50, went super slow. Um, and then that... Oh, sorry, were you going to say something? In Duluth, every moped's going to be super slow. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Ashley grew up, at least from Chicago, Ashley. Oh, I thought you meant Duluth, Minnesota. No, <laughs> the loop, she said. Oh, the, the loop. loop. Yes, hey, yes. Fuck, well, I'm cutting that That's shit out. <laughs> the, the loop is downtown for ah, all the yep, Chicagoans yep. out there. <laughs> Oh, I've been, I've been, um, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I need to break that habit. I'll be going, I'll be out of town somewhere. I'll be riding through their downtown area. I'm like, is this the loop? And they look at me really confused. I'm like, oh, sorry. I meant your downtown area. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so right I saw, red. I saw this beautiful red HS50 and it was like, it was perfect. Uh, but then shortly after that, like literally shortly after I got that moped, I had um, bought another bike, which was the V1 Gadabout. And that's what introduced me to Tony. And Tony was the president and uh, co-founder of Hot and Ready's. And just buying okay. that Gadabout alone, um, for anyone who doesn't know the Hot and Ready's, we were really known for having... Uh, Italian bikes, V1 specifically, was our, mm -hmm. you know, our make of choice. So, and at that time, they were wanting, like, female riders because they didn't have any at that moment. Um, so, just happened to have the right bike at the right time. 
um, which who knew just owning a V1 led me into this whole other world. Um, mm-hmm. But that HS50 was so slow that he had a Gorelli Super Sport that I wanted. So we ended up trading. Well, originally the plan was to cut off the mount of uh, the HS50 mm-hmm. and well, the V1. While that was in the process of that, we ended up trading for his Gorelli uh, Super Sport. And then that, and then that just okay. went to Benji, and then that bike had been like traded around all over the place. <laughs> right on, right yeah. on. Um, whenever I hear, whenever I hear uh, like motor swaps, I'm like, so you did a Hobbit swap, right? Because I'm such a Honda guy. Um, so, do you know the origins, like why the Hot and Readies were Italian bikes? Like, was that just? the first one started Italian and everybody kind of fed off that or was, I think it was maybe similar was just... to why I enjoy that model. It's just, I think they have the best like looking models. Uh, they're top tanks. They have a, so many top tanks, but also V1 is under a lot of different makes, you know, there's the Samadhi, Fantic, Minarelli. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of other different styles under that. Uh, same motor. Yep different variations of it but under that it ends up having a lot more um you know a lot more different aesthetics underneath it i mean that's why i personally like it i just like their bikes are um just the best looking to me it's a because a pizza is italiano there you go you know what i never actually made that correlation to it but you're welcome maybe that's a sign I don't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm not going to lie. Um, so you got, you're kind of getting in the scene a bit. You're getting your bike situation figured out. You got, you're, you're riding the Gorelli at this point, correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was still mostly my gad about at that point. Okay. Um, and what year this is, you're thinking this is right around 2010. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what's your first, I, 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 I'm a weird stickler for like timelines and stuff like that. Maybe it was because I spent a lot of time smoking weed, watching VH1 behind the music. I don't know as a youth, but, um, (laughs) what was, (laughs) what was, um, your first long ride? Like for like, I can go on to my stuff, but like, I'm saying over 20 miles with a group. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. I think shortly after that was the Hot and Petty rally. Uh, actually, no, because I was in 2013. So it must have been before that. Uh, so I'm trying to think back to last week is hard. So make me go back a whole decade. So <laughs> <laughs> I do know shortly after I got the gather, we ended up kidding it. And that ended up being super fun, yet really scary, because that bike is really yeah. low. It's That bike is probably the lowest bike of all the bikes I have, and definitely one of the fastest V1s out of my collection. So, What, what speed-wise were you doing? Yeah, what was that? Did you have a speedometer or GPS? Yeah. Did you have a speedometer or GPS to kind of clock it, or yeah. do you know? For the uh, the Petty Cash retirement party, I loaned it out, had a loaner, 
to some of the late birds that came in, and they were riding along next to a motorcycle, clocking at 60. Nice. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, and I haven't had, <laughs> uh, I think, I haven't clocked it. My general probably is probably my second fastest V1, but I haven't clocked it yet. I was just really proud of um, how it didn't break down that rally. <laughs> You know, when you loan someone a bike, <laughs> that's always, like, that's so always the win, it. Yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get nervous even letting people borrow my hobbits just to go around the block. I'm like, just don't break anything, don't hurt yourself, don't break anything, don't hurt yourself, don't break it. Like that's the mantra going in my head. Yeah. Um, the only so, positive thing about that is if you ever had to stop really quickly, at least your legs mm -hmm. are the. Um, they're the, what is it? It's um, it's the lowest to the ground, so your feet are really quick to stop if you yep. need to put your feet down real quickly. That was the only highlight of okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was your, and you can, you don't just have to go on your moped journey per se, because I know you're a musician, um, and I realize that probably is taking you away from the scene here and there, but what was your first out-of-town rally? Oh, yeah, that was easy. That was New York. Actually, I was, okay. um, that's what got me into mopeds um, is when I pretty much, quote unquote, when I retired as a musician is when I had a lot more time for mopeds. And that's pretty much what started mm -hmm. that whole journey. Um, but yeah, it was in New York. It was, I believe, a Mission uh, 23 rally. Um, so I'm trying to think of the year. I want to say 2011. In fact, I'm okay. going to have to log in my Moped Army profile to verify that. I always I always document the year I went to what city because they're really easy to forget. Yeah. Now, I got a question for you. Um, was your band an all-girl punk band? It was. Um, I still don't really know. I don't think anyone really knows how to classify us. Um, well, I think we had, I think we ate lunch or dinner together. If you ate in the cafeteria in Minnesota at the warp tour. Oh shit. Yes. I have a stupid, I have a stupid good memory. Um, my friends were working. I have a couple of different friends that work the warp tour stage hands. Um, my friend Bishop and my friend, uh, Anderson, you know, you, Bishop was higher up on management. Chris was just a stagehand. And they just point out, dude, you got to check these girls out. They're a punk band from Chicago. They're fucking awesome. And, like, we're, like, your next table over. Like, oh, wow. so that's where I remember you from. I have a I have a steel trap of a memory. I remember odd details. But anyway, back to you and Mopeds. Wow, come full circle. Yeah, yeah that's where I kind of, yeah. Because if, yeah. Wow, I'm so super <laughs> um, impressed. I, like, have such a I, bad memory, but those are one of the one of the best memories out of playing out was that year at Warped Tour. Just because we were all, yeah. we were all super huge fans of Joan Jett, and she was on that year, and we were on mm -hmm. that compilation with her. Um, awesome. Yeah, we ended up meeting her backstage, and we didn't want to... We, you know, I know she felt like uh, we were like aggressive fans or something, but we were in the like musician parking lot. 
So we had to like approach her and be mm-hmm. like, no, like we're playing here too. Has a, so, so maybe she didn't feel so scared. But she had to leave right away. Yeah. She had to, right after she played, she had to go to the airport. Um, and I think she said she had to like save some kittens. At least that's what all of us remember. <laughs> she said and we could be wrong. <laughs> that's it. well. Let's at least let's go with yeah. that. Okay. Well, Joan Jets. Joan Jets saves kittens, people. Yeah, exactly. So, no. <laughs> um. That's that's awesome. So you you transitioned out of music. You got into mopeds. You, New York was the first far away rally. Who was putting it on at that point? Because I'm still new to the scene, and half the reason why I'm doing this is so I can put a history of timelines together and what who did what and where and when and yeah yeah. Um, I believe it was a Mission Twenty Three rally. Um, I'm so trying to. Um, log into my Mopin Army profile to see my my rally history. But yeah, I believe it was Mission 23. Um, and I remember uh, Will, Will, William Andrews, who owns the Moped Shop here in Chicago, he bought this beautiful bad of it, but it came with these horns. It came with these weird mm-hmm. electronic weird sounds that I thought was hilarious and that bike went so slow <clears throat> but it was by far the best looking bike there and him just press- pressing mm-hmm. these random sound effects that came from his control <laughs> was one of the like best memories I remember out of that oh and then riding on awesome. um, the bridge I forgot the name of that bridge um, but we ended up- the Brooklyn Bridge? Yeah. It ended up being <laughs> so scary because I had to I had to take my phone out to record it. So I'm going super fast. Oh wow! On my bike over yeah. the bridge, and I had my phone shaking. It wasn't the best recording, but I had to capture it somehow. I don't even know where that footage is. Probably my Facebook buried somewhere. There you go. <laughs> it's that's the one thing I always try to do, but I'm just terrified to do. Um, so. You're going. You're early in your moped career. You're. Are you a hot and ready at this point? Where I think we're going around 2011 ish, 2012 maybe. Um, um, I wasn't officially. Um, I would say probably a prospect at that point. Right on, right yeah. on. Um, so what is riding like? I I realize Chicago is pretty similar to like Minnesota seasons. What is your riding season? Like, when does it start? When does it end? Um, for the average person, not for the crazy mopeders <laughs> that will get out in, like, March. Um, let's see. Um, I know it doesn't really start to get cold here. I don't know how it is in Minnesota till around, um, like, October. Like, in August, so late August, mm-hmm. it's still pretty warm. Probably like mid September yeah. is where that transition is to the cold. Uh, then when it starts getting warm, uh, it kind of varies in Chicago. Um, I know that it, the snow doesn't really stick until January and February, which is really weird because mm-hmm. really soon after that is, uh, you know, for all of us to get really excited about riding again. Um, yeah, yeah. So I would say 
probably like April. So probably okay. April. Yeah, September. I mean it's similar. It's it's same same. Like I mean, you got the crazy people every once in a while. They'll get out like they'll get out in March and have a day ride some day some week that's fifty degrees. But for the most part, it's all it's all the same. Um, so you're going around the country a little bit. You're starting to get in the moped scene more and more. You're prospecting. Let's jump into some highlights if you can remember, like 2016, 2017. Like, what's mopeding looking like for you? And how many bikes at this point do you have that don't run? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, I definitely have. And where do you live in an apartment? Like, where do you store your bikes? Because I, for, and not to be about me, but like, I have a house, I'm in the city of St. Paul. But, you know, I have a Rambler. I have yeah. a two-stall garage. I have my bikes in there. Um, what's your situation like oh, in Chicago? I had, I had a garage spot, so okay. that was pretty uh, easy one. Um, so I think the biggest year for me in Mopez from what I've seen was 2013 to 2014. <clears throat> um, or at least maybe that's in my mind because that's when I thought – uh, you know, it was that uh, Mopin Army had hit another resurgence of sorts. <clears throat> but around 2016, 2017, you said? Um, yeah. So... I'm just throwing some nominal numbers out. Like, you can definitely put your highlights yeah. in tw from 2013. T tell us some cool things you did in that time. Yeah. Um, I do know one of my favorites was uh, the Bur Bourbon Bandits in 2013. That was probably one of the first really long um, scenic routes I've seen so far. Um, it was the one of the longest like trips that I've been on, and it had one of the most beautiful long roads. Ended up being no for us. For us who do, I've heard of the Bandits, but like. Where were they located, and how long a ride was this? Is uh, so they're in Louisville or Louisville, or I'm going to get lots of shit <laughs> for if they hear me pronounce city. Um, I remember the rides. Like by the time that we came back and it ended, because there ended up being a break, right? You end up like going to a destination and then stopping, then going again and then eating and then coming back. It would be like a couple hours for sure. Mm-hmm. So just like riding for yeah, that yeah, long awesome. on a tiny bike, I was worried of it be running out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the fear, isn't it? Like, still that anxiety comes in. Um, no matter how much you ride, you're always like, uh, "Am I gonna get out? Am I gonna make it up this hill?" And it coughs and sputters. Yeah. Um, so that that's rad. Um, what is the longest ride you've ever like? Longest moped journey you've been on like mile wise or hour like sounds like you made a couple hours there but in general like what do you remember your longest ride um i don't really remember because i haven't really yeah it's just real i don't even remember the last time like um they always say rides start at like 10 a.m 11 a.m but it never starts at that <laughs> time so by the time you go you're not really looking at the clock <clears throat> um, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I remember Bernard Bannon's being one, 
the Action City Rockers in Austin. I that ended up being a really long one as well. Um, let's see. And probably I think when I went to Mosquito Fleet in twenty fourteen, that was a one of the first years that I made it out there and they ended up having a really beautiful route too. They took everyone on a ferry. Awesome. So all the mopeds went on this ferry <clears throat> to get to the other side and that ended up being really awesome. A really great memory. Nice. That's rad. Um so it sounds like you're you're just overall enjoying the scene, enjoying the community. Um how was it what was it like for you joining a moped club? Uh <laughs> You know, that's interesting because um, I didn't really have any interest in joining one. Um, so just accidentally joining one, um, it's definitely something I would have never of imagined what it would be like. For sure. Yeah. Um, so Tony, Tony Cruz, he ended up being my mentor, teaching me everything that I know on bikes he is still teaching me new stuff on how to do because you know i've got into motorcycles now and he owns a motorcycle shop so now instead of teaching me more about mopeds he's showing me more about motorcycle stuff now right on right yeah. on um so what is your you told me in one of our messages back and forth what is your position with the Hot and Ready? Yeah, so my position now is the VP. Um, I was, I had stepped down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I started out as an enforcer. So I was an enforcer from 2013 to 2014. Then I was a VP from 2014 to 2017. Um, and then from 2017 to 2019, I just kind of had stepped down to just take a break and do try to focus more on like personal life stuff and less club stuff. And now that that's kind of like settled in, then I uh, last year, me and Daniel reclaimed our captainship again. Awesome. Um, we'll jump forward here a little bit. Um, we're we're kind of naturally transitioning into it, like mopeding life today. Um, I know you guys had to pull the plug on the national rally here a couple, at least publicly, um, a couple three weeks ago. Um, do you want to just for the people who just saw it and don't know everything? I've heard some chimes and whispers. What was your decision making and thought process behind that? Yeah, um, it definitely is a bummer to have rescheduled it because it is our 10 year anniversary and it is, uh, and it was dubbed the national rally. Um, but it was pretty much just due to, you know, this pandemic right now. Um, right now, we're fourth in the country. But at that time, we were still third. So it went New York, New Jersey, Chicago. Mm -hmm. So just in good conscience, um, it's still not a really safe city to be in with, um, you know, over 150,000 COVID cases that, you know, we don't want anyone to get sick. Um, yeah. And there's probably still tons of people who are still aren't working yet that are catching up on bills. I'm 
I definitely don't want that to be a priority of theirs is to put money aside to come to our city and possibly get infected that we want everyone to catch up on their personal lives and their bills and rent and stuff before anyone comes to Chicago. No, that was a totally rat awesome and responsible thing for you guys. Cause I know for my, myself before this whole thing went down, like I had like a lot of people, we all just had mad rally plans this summer because the calendar was stacked and it was going to be rad. Yeah. Um, What's mopeding like for you? The like just the last couple of weeks. You said you got into motorcycles a little mm -hmm. more, but like, what's your average week of mopeds? Yeah. Um. So, I pretty much ride mopeds um, mainly as like transportation at this point. <laughs> if I'm going to the store, if I'm going to work, back and forth. Um, it's just a quick, easy way to get around. Um, I haven't been on the group rides as much lately. Um, just cause I, it just ends up being a lot later than I would like it to. Um, I just like mm -hmm. riding when the sun's out. So when rides plan closer to sunset, that's not really, you know, how I like to ride. I want to already be riding when the sun's out and shining. Um, but yeah, I have been trying to get some rides together, just people who live close to me and just making a quick destination to some of the patios that have been opening up lately and then riding back. Um, no, that's rad. Yeah. And that's, it's, um, but as far as that goes, I, I'm, I have one main moped. I mean, I still have a hoarding problem, so I still have a ton of mopeds. But you always have that one, um, you know, your one good old reliable. Your daily rider. Yeah. Yeah, your daily rider. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my daily rider is a black safari. It's actually a stock still. It's an air-cooled V1, nice. and it goes like 40 all day long. So I, like, never want to nice. convert it over. Yeah, yeah, especially if you got a stocker that's running 40. The nice thing about it, you know, the nice thing about stock bikes are you don't have to mess with them often. As soon as you start throwing a carb or a pipe or anything else, or <laughs> you know, it just kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> you laugh because you know. <laughs> um, what what's the coolest thing? Like I know we've talked about some of your trips, mm -hmm. but like I always I, I've been trying to ask people this: What's the coolest thing you've done or been a part of in mopeds where you just kind of take a step back from that situation in that moment and say like fuck i can't believe i'm doing this right now oh wow um i would say i was pretty proud of our rally that we had two rallies ago called endless bummer um endless bummer ended up being one of our hugest rallies and probably one of the one of the hugest rallies of like that year it looked like we had um, every, every, for the most part, except for a few official groups, we had a lot of representation from majority of the multi-army official groups and a lot of representation from the non-official groups. So I felt like it was a really good um, blending of both worlds. Um, and it just ended up being, you know, bigger than we thought it was going to be. So just taking a moment and just, 
you know, having people RSVP early and just keep seeing those come in. We ended up running out of rally packs because um, not a lot of people, I mean, including myself, I don't always RSVP <laughs> to rally. So it's really hard to get a good gauge. So that's why, you know, there is RSVP before you show up. Um, but that ended up being bigger than we thought it was going to be. So I was really proud of that moment. And I don't know about you for RSVPs. Uh, the ones I RSVP early, for some reason, I have to cancel. The rallies I RSVP like a week before or try to a week before, those are the ones I make. It's I don't know why that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I try not to tell people anymore <laughs> that I plan on going to something in advance because by the time that time comes, something comes up and I'm not able to go. So I'm like, I can't, I'm either going to surprise people or disappoint people. So I'm just not going to say anything anymore and just show up. <laughs> That's, that sounds like the way to go. Um, where, I don't know where I'm trying to think here. I'm drawing a blank on a few different questions I um, want to ask you. Um, what's the one rally you wish you would have hit? Or is there any reality, you know, um, that you're like, ah, I should have, like... No, that's a good question. I definitely wish I had went to um, a bombardment society rally. I know me coming in, they were towards their tail end, and I've heard nothing but really awesome stories about their rallies that they threw. Uh, yeah. yeah, and um, I think... Let me look at the branches here. I know the Laidbirds. Um, I've met quite a few of them, and they've been really awesome. So I wish I would have made it out to one of theirs before they retired. Um, then I got to ask the question. That I, I It seems like I forget it every, every other uh, podcast. If you had a second chance at something in mopeds, would you take it, and what would it be? Um, wow, I don't know. Wow, I actually don't know how to That's answer a, that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, because, I mean, we've all had that. I mean, there's... I don't regret anything. Yeah, I just... I, even, the, even the times... Even the times I stick my foot in my mouth. <laughs> well, like... There's a oh trust me I'm really good at it. you get me past ten o'clock at night I'll say some stupid shit because of my brain injuries but whatever <laughs> um, but oh yeah yeah I've almost died a couple times um, but when I say oh, yeah I'll, I'll talk to you after the podcast about my near deaths um, but when I say a second chance like you said God I wish I could have made that rail yeah. God I wish I would have bought that bike is there any of those. Yeah, I definitely wish I have all the bikes I've wanted. Um, I just wish I definitely made it to a lot more rallies. Because, um, you know, during the summer, you know, at least in my industry, I don't know about other people's, but it's always the busiest for me in the summer for work. Um, mm -hmm. But we all have PTO days, and I definitely wish I've taken more time off to go to the rallies that I'm not able to go to now. 
Um, Because around that time, a lot of my closest friends that I have across the country, that's when they were traveling to rallies too. So now that I'm not traveling as much and neither do them, so it's kind of like this whole other generation right now that's uh, traveling around and hopefully they're getting the same experiences I did back then and hopefully they're all gaining all the best friends across the country that I do that I have now that we're still very close even though we don't do anything moped related anymore and we don't you know we used to just sync up with each other and what rallies we're going to and make sure that we're all going to the same rallies together um, so hopefully Hopefully we're, you know, still spreading the love of that. But, um, yeah, I'm st- still no regrets. I still have a lot of rallies under my belt, probably like 30 plus. So, awesome. yeah, just going to the rallies earlier before a lot of the emeritus and a lot of other older groups have retired. It would have been nice to make it to theirs. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we get some new, there's a, seems like there's been some new clubs applying, some new things happening. And I'm a new person to mopeds, you know, a couple, three years in the, in the scene. And I can tell you this, I love, I've loved all the rallies I've gone to so far. Um, is there any shout outs you want to make before we close this podcast out, Elise? Um, I guess I just want to make a shout out to all the new groups and all the new official Moped Army groups that are keeping this um, the subculture alive. Yeah, it's a it's a rad world out there, and meeting all these moped kids and gals and boys and everyone yeah. is um it's rad. It's rad. Um, I want to thank you very much for coming on. And Ashley, just remember, mopeds are dumb. <laughs> mopeds are dumb. Stuffed crust all the way.